Tell me everything is how it should be Lie to me Did you have to? Cause in the end it never matters what I think And I can barely tell the sky from the shoreline And I can see myself reflected in your eyes And this was all Do you ever kind of want to lean into your life just being a giant fuck you to everybody that burned you? I can't be the first person (laughs) to think that revenge would be a nice way to spend the time or aside. Every movie's about it, right? I just noticed I put a cloth over a chair right next to the dog door. Even though I have it held down, the dog's... As they run out, may not move the first few times. It's going to slide slowly, isn't it? What to do, what to do. I can move it over here. That heater vent doesn't work anyways. I can do that when I'm done talking to you. I'm so glad we talked about this because deciding all these small decor things on our own is, sounds tedious, but it quickly becomes overwhelming as we put away the same blocks for the 15th fucking time today. Or not. It's the first time I've put them away in days. I'm not going to fuck around anymore. Why are you putting away the same blocks 15 times a day? They're clearly coming out over and over again. You you need a different system. (laughs) But I don't think anybody is, because that's lunacy. I think people are complaining for the sake of feeling something. Because we've really limited the respectable, allowable ways to interact physically. Not necessarily a bad thing. I have no idea. I, I don't give a shit if it's a bad thing. I'm, I'm intolerant to dual, duality at this point. That's not true. My human body is scared of shit all the time. You can tap into it. Here's how I see it. And I'm not the only one. This is not revolutionary. As I begin every podcast, I'm not proving anything. This isn't special. 
So is that demeaning? Is it demoralizing? I don't know. It kind of feels freeing and uplifting. I'm just one of many. It feels uh, lonely and scary to be a voice in the wilderness. And that's a season we do. And I did it. I'm done. I'd like to be a voice with you now, please. Kind of. Not really. Not in person yet. Eventually. That'd be cool. I could see myself working that way, but I can already feel my stomach start to hurt when I think about meeting all of you. Is that too honest? I'm inspired by Teal Swan, who talks about how horrible her anxiety feels. Because it does. It feels horrible. Man. And then, if you're honest about it, people are dicks. And if you're not honest about it, people are dicks. Privacy is so important. But I'm also a proponent for having cameras in every step of our food industry. I think it's fucking madness that we haven't demanded that one yet. I want, you know why we haven't? Because we're not ready to change. Man, if you guys haven't watched the vegan videos yet, fuck! Talk about secondhand trauma. I'll never be the same again. Every day I think about one of those videos. There is something that happens. And I'm not eating vegan right now. I don't feel super bad about it, except for when I like tap into feeling bad about it. But like generally, I just kind of think life sucks for all of us. And in varying degrees. And I think there's things we can do in the here and now. I'm not personally standing in a place where I can do much more than I already am. I kind of came to the conclusion last night. I always put kind of in. That protects me. Means I can change my mind. It's a reminder to you guys that if I say something different later, it's because I'm a growing, evolving person. And I don't want to be attacked by you for feeling differently down the road and learning new things. So I've developed this way to protect, protect myself linguistically from being attacked for morphing, changing, learning, and generally scaring everybody that knows me. I'm terrifying. I hear that all the fucking time. I've never understood it. And I've done things where my mom looked at me right afterwards and said, do you really not get why you're scared? And I still don't get it. And I feel like that's because I feel like I always line up pretty logically. I've never like broken someone's window for doing something to me or like done anything crazy. I think what's scary about me is that I don't follow the like Ten Commandment rules. I follow kind of a my own breed. My mama didn't raise me to follow <laughs> a crazy man in the desert. <laughs> she didn't. She said those people are fucking crazy. Not disrespectfully, I guess. I guess I shouldn't talk shit. She's very respectful. But at the same time, she views it the way that I've now come to view it, and I didn't agree with her originally, is that it's ancestrally just a part of developing and moving forward. We can say it's not true and still hold it in regard as something we collectively went through. We can have a doorway out without being dicks to everybody. Can we just like paint a door like Looney Tunes style, just like Bugs Bunny, like, okay, here we go to Hogwarts. We're going to Magic Land now. Here we go into 5D. We're painting our nine and three quarters doors. 
and you're gonna need to walk through on your own. Turns out that's the only way you can do. We tried pushing you, you fucking didn't move. A lot of you slid fucking backwards and we're sorry about that too. Turns out light work <laughs> is just busy work. And we should have been working on ourselves, but we didn't know that and couldn't do it and didn't know how to until we tried to work on everybody else. Because this is an experiential existence, isn't it? We experience it whether we want to or not. So we invented things so that we didn't have to experience for, experience it firsthand. And I laid there last night having all these, having visions. I was thinking, I was using my imagination. I was spending my time. You know what I think? I think women worry a lot right now because it's been generations since we were allowed to imagine anything. And there's nobody stopping us but us. Let me get this straight. There's no one man. There's no one woman. There's nobody anything. Your mind is your own. As long as you are exposed to the world to know that. I have various stories about people being told as children that their mind is not their own. That somebody's always, always listening to their thoughts. And that comes in many shapes and forms. They know what you're thinking. You're never alone. You have to be good all the time. Truth is, no, you don't. You don't. And there's some people that are really good outside of doors and real shitty inside. And we know them. And every religious text talks about them. And there's varying degrees of that in everybody. And that's why you can't really talk shit. Because we all have a splinter in our eye. And we can't really fix them. Except... Oh, except what? By fixing ourselves. What does that mean? Just tell me what to do. Give me the step by step. I hear you. I get these questions all the time. But what do I do? It's different for everybody. What does it mean? It's going to be different for you. I can't tell you what to do. But aren't you psychic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you might be too. You might not be. I used to believe everybody could be psychic. I've now met people I don't think could be. I think that they are too far in their trauma wounds in this lifetime. I would love to be proved wrong. I'll put that out there. Prove me wrong. Show me that these people that I thought could never heal, show me that they're gonna whip around. I sound so pessimistic, I probably shouldn't even talk about this. <laughs> but really, you know what? Oh, did I put on the wrong? What's up? What's up? What are we doing? You looking for something? Something's missing. He's looking for something. Oh, the ball. Have you guys watched Word Party? I've not wanted to talk about this. I like it. My son loves it. It's from Jim Henson's people. He's long past, but his wife is involved, I think, or his daughter or something. There's a Henson name on it as a producer. Lisa Henson. Just saw it come across. We liked it. No, we don't. My husband and I are creeped out. The baby voices. As an adult, you're not supposed to super love the baby voices of other people's babies. It's just biological so that you like your own better. Could you imagine if you could pick babies to like better? It'd be a mess out there. <laughs> It'd be, if we were okay with and followed, you know, 
if that was our inclination of like, hmm, I birthed this one, but you know what? That one's prettier. I'm going to take that one. And then like swap them out. That's because I'm like kind of the giver or something. 1984, one of those. Sorry, I was taking a sip of coffee and watching this word party. If you haven't watched it, these it's these little toddler animals that sing and dance. And I'm not anti-TV. I actually think that uh, this art form, this creation of amazingness, <laughs> um, where we took light and made it into pictures, all this stuff, it's just incredible. And I and I can't believe that it's evil altogether. And I don't think watching TV is bad. I think it being out of balance is bad in anything. But that's why I can't get into a lot of the Eastern or even like the, hey, word party. What are you pulling on me for? What you want? What you want? What you looking for? Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Oh, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Oh, These big dogs, if you've ever had big dogs, they just don't know when to move. They just, they really, it's like they don't realize how big they are just at all. They just stand there. They're just in the way. I keep having this block, this theory that, I'm going to get back to everything I've talked about. Don't worry, it all comes full circle. You've never listened to this before. This is how this works. My name is Angela Jamine. Welcome to my podcast here. It's developing. It's growing. We're figuring out what we're doing. Um, you can find me on Instagram. Angela Jamine. Angela is spelled normally. Jamine is J-A-M-E-N-E. Uh, or the hashtag between blue worlds will get you there. You can find me if you want to find me. Um, Sorry, I'm watching to see where my baby is going and if the dogs are going to be following. But they're all hanging out. I have an 18-month-old toddler. He's running around here somewhere. Where you at, Bobby? There he is. Uh, He was born at home. I watched a lot of TV while I was pregnant. I was super, super sick. This is why I don't think TV is evil. Here we go. I was so sick when I was pregnant with him. Um, and if I hadn't been pregnant and sick with that, and maybe because of this, I have no idea. You know, we, you can't separate it. We're all one working organism. Um, I, I was in a place, I, we had to uh, postpone our, our wedding um, celebration. We still got married a few months later, but we had to postpone our wedding, like our actual wedding wedding, uh, really close to the wedding date, like right before invitations went out. I think it was three months before. It was really heartbreaking. Um, and then I got pregnant on what would have been our honeymoon on accident. Accident. Don't we love that word? <laughs> and I was so nauseous and I didn't know I was pregnant because we weren't like trying at all. And uh, I was already, you know, very sad and trying to figure out what to do with everything and were we going to be able to do it here or there or whatever and when and what would happen. Can you please stop barking? There's nothing there. I appreciate you protecting our house, but I don't think there's anything there. Did you see somebody in the neighbor's yard? I'm trying to respect the fact that when my dogs are barking, they're not 
like trying to be assholes, even though it feels like. Oh, stop! Even though it feels that way, and they're gonna prove how hard it is for me to stay patient. I know they're not trying to be jerks. They're actually trying to do what I would like them to do. They're trying to let people know that our house is protected and that breaking in here would be very hard. That coming against us would be difficult. That's their job. And it boils down to it. Not the little one so much. Even though he's often the one that hears the real things that happen. The big ones kind of go after everything. They're like, the neighbor has a gardener. Whereas the little dog's like, there's somebody at the door. <laughs> they all do it. But I try to be respectful of the fact that I want them to bark if somebody really does come in. So it kind of dawned on me, you know, one of those duh moments to talk to them the way I would if we were all on the same team. What is it? What's out there? Like I would with the baby. And it's really changed my day. It really has. And you know what started it? Is having to be recording while they're going. Because this wasn't, I am not planning on using a babysitter um, where I'm like gone, gone until it feels comfortable to both of us. Um, I've done a lot of education around trauma, especially early trauma. And I think um, as the years move forward, we're gonna really be able to see where a lot of the, the effects of our practices around birth and infancy and, um, you know, even stuff like in, when you drive in a car, your heart rate accelerates, you know, having infants in a vehicle when they don't absolutely need to be, um, is it's, it stunts cellular growth because it puts their body in emergency mode. Now is never coming against anything good. No, naturally things will happen. There's things that are absolutely unavoidable. But that doesn't mean that we allow in everything that's detrimental just because some things are. Now does it? Me. Hey, Angie. Now does it? Is that an excuse to not do anything? No, the 90s lied. (laughs) Kurt Cobain died. And it's time for us to start standing up and saying, okay, those of us that made it through without getting sucked into opioid abuse or sucked into whatever traps they set for you all through the the Peter Pan or not Peter Pan Pinocchio carnival that is your teens and 20 dums dums dum 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 dums oh Zazusi's thought I talked to him when I say dum 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 dums that is because we call him dums and that sounds means but it is with loves and he seems okay we might change it. If it starts to feel not nice, we will change. But we use that voice because he always looks like dads. He holds his ears kind of like, oh, what did I do? I didn't do, please don't yell at me. I didn't do nothings. I was just protecting the houses. <laughs> um, Zeus is intact. And I never want to post that on Instagram because I also work with a lot of dog rescues and there's a lot of contention around leaving dogs intact, but I'm really anti um, any surgery that is not absolutely necessary. Like, don't puncture your skin if you don't absolutely have to or, or if it's not an accident. 
I think puncturing infant skin is a, one of the things we're gonna realize is a huge mistake. Um, the only thing I had done with my son, and it was done at home, he didn't even go in the car for the first three months, um, is they came and they did the prick on the heel thing and they had to do it twice and I should have stopped. I should have trusted myself. I didn't want to do it, but it's all the disease, blah, blah, blah. And I read how it was done and I was sick of fighting. And, and this was even with midwives that came into your house and like sensitive. And I told them I was uncomfortable with it and they should have stopped there, but they had to protect themselves legally. And that's the system we're in. And that's what I want to see end. And that's why I think that they pushed for it. And there was a few other blood tests they pushed for. And I really recommended that place even after that. Because it's still, like, way better than what other people were encountering. Like, bad things happen, and now I guess they're going out of business. I don't know what the fuck's happening. I went down there the other day. The chick that I loved that started it is gone. The woman who her, was her assistant is now in Santa Cruz, which is too far for me to work with her. And then... Um, now it's like half the size it used to be. And I contacted the guy because I was actually kind of in a place where I was like, well, what if I used my creativity and everything to put myself in a situation to either take over this place? Because as far as I understood, the woman who started it was gone and it was now being run by the secondhand people there and owned by somebody who lived out of town who had already lost their home in the fire. So seeing them downsize, I thought, okay, I'll contact them. It took him like a month to get back to me. And then he thought we were talking about something else. It was very confusing. And so I dropped it. But of all the births I've talked to people about and like the decisions they've had to make and the fights they got in their with their spouses and all that stuff, we had really a best case scenario. It still had a drawback, you know, like there's still stuff, but if we were in a hospital, it could have been so much worse. And my logical brain just could not get over having a baby where people go that are ill. Like it just couldn't, once I was reading about, I started looking into studies about tests around hospitals and infection and infancy and blah, 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 blah. And then combine that with how people are generally treated that wanna do things like not cut your umbilical cord. Like why is that a fucking issue for anybody but me? Because of time and money. And that's a system we're leaving behind. And that's what I want to remember moving forward, is that that's not the system we're moving forward with. It's a system we're leaving behind. It's a dead system. We're, it's, it's a shell. And we can see the birth of the new little ones, right? So there's these big, giant cement beasts everywhere. And they're slowly getting emptier and emptier as these little baby community clinics and doulas and midwives start popping up everywhere cannabis gets legalized give people back weed you dicks they're scared if you study trauma and then you start studying American history let me tell you you could study trauma and the effects of trauma through American history everybody here everybody that came was either forced like the white people were mainly prisoners <laughs> and people that couldn't stay because of their religion so they're already traumatized their families have been killed they've been questioned in front of 
God knows who and you know their lives have been threatened because of them reading Martin Luther's works and you know whatever whoever it may not have been Martin Luther pick your year but that's who was coming over to every country there were the officers there are fewer and there's lots of shows coming out about this I'm finding it really interesting so they show up and they show up and are confronted with the Spanish Indian War that's going on up through Mexico and is just utter fucking chaos. Disease has already wiped out something like 80% of the Native American population. And remember the Native American population, they kept the Vikings off for tens of thousands of years. The Vikings described them as like the most dangerous, scary people in the world. But their numbers got low. And from my understanding, from what I've heard and my, you know, not research so much, but my reading, my watching, my two years almost spent in bed with a first being so sick when I was pregnant, I could hardly move. I was so nauseous. And then after that, I broke my tailbone when he was born. He broke my tailbone, if we're blaming anybody. His giant, giant head. He has the most beautiful head I've ever seen in my life. He has this, if you, um, the other person that has a baby that looks just like him and I posted it the other day was Grace Slick. Her daughter looked just like him when she was a baby. And there's a picture of Grace Slick holding her upside down and he also loves to hang upside down. Loves it, loves it. Um, but yes. <laughs> so when he was born at home, I watched a lot of TV and I learned a lot that, it it unrooted what I thought was already fact for me. You know, stuff like, we didn't all come from the Middle East. It's okay that we're all different colors and different, we could be different races. That's why they call it different races and not different species because we don't know yet and we're still figuring it out. Have you ever read the margins when they study somebody's genes? So I, my husband read me last night Elizabeth Warren's statement about her video and stuff. So if you're not following Elizabeth Warren's career, um, Elizabeth Warren is a a female senator. She's senator, Congress, I don't know. You know how to describe it? Look her up. I'm not getting into all the details at all because right now I don't remember. I'm so far into the metaphysical that I've forgotten all the political shit I knew. But I want to tell you about this because this is how ridiculous gene work is. This is how fledgling we are. So she gets called Pocahontas a lot. And you can feel a million ways about that. Whatever. People that have been called names their whole life and attacked don't give a shit if you're hurt by them calling you a name. They don't care. Does it hurt you? Don't care. It's happened to me my whole life. Your problems are small peanuts. It's just the way it is, folks. It's not any one person. It's everybody. We all call names when we're alone. Some people do it publicly. Some of them we might call racist or just ignorant or whatever we want, but they're there. It's just a fact. So they call her Pocahontas because she claims that she's Native American. What they're bringing attention to, if you look behind the use of the name Pocahontas, which is insensitive, if nothing else, is they're calling attention to the fact that she's trying to bond with people through her heritage alone. She's using it politically, Uh, or not, whatever, she's talking about it. 
it's significant in her career. Can we say that? So she went and apparently on her own, I don't know, this is all secondhand, um, got a genetics test to finally end the debate. And then made a video, apparently on her own without telling her people, where she found out the results live. Well, the results were that she is Native American, and it's somewhere between 164th and 1,000th and something. It wasn't 1,000 flat, but it was 1,000 plus. Native American. Not a lot. It's not a lot. Probably didn't get a lot handed down to her culturally. And who knows how it got in there. We can all start thinking, oh gosh. You know, like all the episodes of 30 Rock about uh, Tracy Morgan being related to people through Thomas Jefferson. I don't know. I don't... I. I, I, reading the article, apparently most people are somewhat Native American that live in America, and she actually has way below average amount of Native Americans. So maybe we can just give it up and say, well, if she's doing this, then we all have the same amount of her as her-ish. And then there's people that clearly are involved in the culture. And we don't need to make a line and we don't need to tell who to practice what, and we don't, we don't need to get involved in people's private fucking practices or their groups. We don't need to say, you can't exist, because I think the quickest way to keep people racist is to make them hide it. Let them bring it out. Talk to me about it. Come tell me why you're racist. Come tell me why they suck. Know what I watched during Standing Rock? I watched a guy see a black guy for the first time ever. In person. And he walked up. This is going to be painful. This will be triggering. And it was terrible. I'll tell you that right now. And it was live on Facebook. And this guy knew it was live on Facebook. So we're going to call this complete fucking ignorance. Because he's never seen a person with dark skin in person. Never. This is a grown man working a job. He was out with the oil fields out there. And we can get into what those guys experience any other time. It's terrifying. I, that's one job I would not like my sons to get into. Unless they were hell-bent on changing it, I guess. Um, but he walked up to him and he said, Dang, you do look like a monkey. And I hate saying that. And I'm quoting somebody. That hurts me to have watched live. And I didn't expect it. And it was genuine. He wasn't even being a dick. He didn't think you... He was astonished. It was like watching... I don't even... It was back in time. For me. Not for him. For him, it was right then. It was his reality right then. That's as much as he's, he knew about black people in person. That blew my fucking mind. Because I live in Northern California. I've been the only white person a ton of times. And it's varying degrees of comfortable or uncomfortable, depending on the group. I've been in plenty of groups that were all white people where I was real uncomfortable. 
We can't keep separating it this way or we're going to keep separating. And I don't know if I'm the person to say that because I feel unqualified. I feel like I need to get like a, like a person that's, oh God, know what word I hate? Ethnic. You know why? Because it just drives home that some people have an ethnicity and some people don't. You want to really piss somebody off? Give them no culture and no family. That's a loose wire. That's who they pick up to go to the carnival in Pinocchio. Or out with the Lost Boys. Those raw nerves. We're not taking care of our men when they're alone. Why do I know this? Why do I care? Why am I pissing off everybody today? Maybe I'm not. Maybe I made perfect sense. Maybe you've been waiting to hear this your whole fucking life because you've been thinking it and you just thought you were crazy and you just weren't there yet. I had this woman. She was so peaceful. She was the biggest shit star I've ever, ever met in my life. Supposedly had a heart condition. She probably did, but I think that's what happens when you're mean. And her mama was mean, and I could have told you that. That's what happens. That's why people are mean. Their moms are mean. Some mean people don't have mean moms. I don't know what happens there, but I have seen mean people that don't have mean moms. But this bitch. She comes up to me and says something, and I disagree. It just wasn't the same thing that I thought I wasn't. I don't know. I don't even remember what it was. And she puts her goddamn hand on my shoulder and goes, you're just not there yet. I could have hit her. I could have hit her. Why? Because I'm not developed? No, because that was a personal attack. She was calling me lower than her. She was assuming that she knows everything and that I am wrong. And I was pissed because I don't assume I know everything. But I do know one thing, and that's that nobody does. Or maybe I'm wrong about that. And she was the one person in the whole wide world that knew it all. And here I was. I lost my chance. I'll never dance again. I hated her. I quit that job. She was leading the restorative justice charge. If you're listening to this and you know and you know her, you probably hate her too. I didn't know very many people that liked her. She was a huge kiss ass. That's the way she manipulated everything. But she taught me who I didn't want to be. Oh, oh my goodness. And what wasn't going to work for me. And for that I am grateful. And for at will employment that I could quit. I liked that. When I watched a lot of TV while I was pregnant, I was watching this stream of documentaries, these different, you know, kind of Blue Planet, animal documentaries, <laughs> and uh, growing a baby, eating anything and everything. So hungry, even though I was nauseous. And I just, I knew this giant baby. We got married on New Year's Eve. I was pregnant at our kitchen table and we, you know, just kind of spent a lot of time together at home because I was sick and I learned so fucking much 
about genetics. There, if you go on Prime, man, there's, it's not just documentaries. There's lectures from top scientists from all over the country. You can just search a topic. It's amazing. And it's all right there if you're looking. But you have to ask to receive, and that's the bitch of the thing. That's why Earth life's so hard, really. I wanted to feel validated the other day. I was just kind of in one of those low moments, one of the maybe I'm wrong moments. And I was just, you know, there. And so I wanted to feel better about something, and I, I didn't want to be triggered into anything worse. God forbid. And so I turn on the cheesiest thing I can find. Can you tell I'm hesitating to even tell you what it was? I turned on Stargate Atlantis. I did. I turned it on. We can't go outside in the backyard. We got to go in the front yard. It's too wet. Too wet out there. Slippy leaves. Slippy leaves. So I turned on Stargate Atlantis. And I was still sitting there in this. Maybe I'm just... All this is crap. Maybe I should just get a desk job. It's just all shit. What am I doing? Why do I do a podcast? Is any of this... Is anybody else thinking about any of this at all? Would this even catch on? Do people even know what I'm saying? And as I'm thinking all this and asking, because that's a question, Stargate Atlantis starts, and the entire beginning is what I wrote freaking years ago. Was going to happen, had happened, some sort of cosmic interwovenness in time kind of happening. And there it was. And the cheesiest place I was going to find it. Simplified for everybody. Popular as shit on for seasons. Not as many as its other, its predecessor. Sometimes I call shows like that below my reading level and it's really kind of snotty, isn't it? But it, they have value. They really do. I need to put this somewhere else. I need to reorganize my kitchen. And everything. I need to reorganize everything. And I need to... What are you doing? He's got his hand in this. We have this old printer. It's sitting there. He just put his hand in the tray. He's staring at me. Like he's going to wait for something to come out. Mommy, there's a memo. There's a memo, mommy. Uh, there's not. There's no memo. Oh, that's what I was doing. But I just started thinking about TV and the, like, the creativity space of it. And how it started as cave drawings and how a lot of the cave drawings were probably by women. I had always like thought that people were saying it was by men, but then when I was listening to the documentaries and really reflecting, it was my own assumption, like fully, that it that people were saying it was men. They always say cave people pretty much now. I think maybe there was a time they might have said cavemen, but I don't I know that they didn't when I thought about it again. Or maybe I Berenstein Bear changed it, and now it's agreeable as we shift in. So December 21st, right, everything's supposed to get real cool again or something? Things are going to be chill? Please tell me. I don't know. What do you guys think? Are things wacky for everybody or just me? I feel like I'm talking to people, and they're telling me that they're feeling like they're waking up in the wrong world almost. Like what they're experiencing is like they're... 
they're in the same body they're in the same house they're not crazy they know what's going on they feel like themselves but but there's just something it's like they plan to do the things that they've always done and you just can't even get your animal to do it your body just won't do it it's just not an option anymore that habit's done trying to feel like my area is really dangerous and I want to move and there's truth to it it's way bigger than it's ever been um like just as a fact and with more people comes more possibilities and that possibility comes with both ends of the stick so being immune to dualism what do we do with that both things just are but, see, you can only be so immune to dualism because you get, still give a shit if your loved ones die. All that shit. We're still human. Things still happen. Feel the sad feelings. I, I said the other morning to my husband, I said, I'm just having some uncomfortable feelings right now. It's not... I wasn't necessarily sad or mad or anything like that. It was just first thing in the morning and I had, it was probably residual, you know, kind of dream energy, kind of washing off, and I had that sacral chakra feeling that's, like, just a little too high for hunger, and it just, it starts there and just kind of bubbles out, and it's that, that energy release of clearing something. I probably cleared something big last night. I know I did. As I was... I was reflecting on how documentaries in this art space and how it started with these cave drawings with women as I was staying inside with the baby and I felt so safe in there and I really just wanted to be in a cave in the woods um, to do this thing. I had originally told my husband, I'm just going to walk out to the woods, I'll come back with the baby. He was not as down and I wasn't serious. <laughs> I, my, my animal body definitely knew we needed some help around this one. And uh, maybe eventually... But that's, that's a free birthing hardcore. The thing with this midwife thing, though, is it costs six grand of our own money. We did payments, you know, like you would a car. And we paid it off over the course of a year and a half that they gave us to pay it off. But it was, I want to say, over $300 a month. And what we said is, we'll buy a car when this is done. You know, like this is our p- car payment for now, is we're investing in our son's healthy birth, was our perspective. And we had insurance that could have covered it in different ways, but um, we weren't going to do that. That wasn't our approach. I wasn't going to take my healthy body and my healthy baby somewhere where people were ill and where they had very strong regulations that weren't necessarily in alignment with cellular health. Oh, that was a nice diplomatic way to explain that. When they're going to try to hurt my baby. Because they just inevitably do, you know? It's just the way they have to do it to stay safe with that many babies around. And for a lot of people, it's the best case scenario. What I really would love to see, honestly, is see a widespread, like, national or global program where for free, you have super awesome, caring people that come into your home when you're having a baby and they come in first and help you get set up and make sure you're nutritionally sound and... Make sure you have groceries and things to eat after you give birth. That's so important. I can't imagine these poor women that give birth and, oh my God, you're so hungry. I had less support 
with my first son, we were very young and very different situation, different relationship. We weren't very young. I was 23. Pretty young. Historically, relatively, not so young. Currently, modern times, first friend to have a baby. None of my friends had kids yet. So it felt very young. And I, I had support. I have great parents and stuff, but that only goes, you know, they're my parents, not my partner, and they're not me. I wasn't supporting myself very well because I didn't know myself yet. And I was reeling from a previous relationship ending when I accidentally got pregnant with my first son. Um, it was like, you know, the rebound that caught. It is what it is. I can't change it. I tried. I can change how we deal with it and how we look at it. And I can help other people see it the way I do. And they can choose to see it that way or not. Or they can feel that that resonates for them or not. I don't know how much of it is choice anymore. Uh, Depends on the micro versus macro view of the whole interacting, right, on Earth. How much are we choosing and when did we choose it? Did I sign up for this? Why would I sign up for this? What kind of nut job signs up for this shit? (laughs) I don't really tell my personal stories because all the people are still alive and I don't like hurting people. But I realize the stories are getting told regardless. And I had a moment, for those of you that are unaware, I do mediumship readings sometimes, not so much anymore. Um, I kind of stopped doing missing persons for a while because I had a really intense one for a small child. And so I'm on hiatus. Um, I also had kind of a moment where I realized I didn't need to do it because I was feeling massive pressure if I can do it, if it's an ability that I have to do it. You know, like I owe the world to find these people. And the answer I got back was, a lot of people can do this. You don't have to do it. And if you're not well suited to it, if you're unhappy in it, you won't be good at it. Help other people get good at it. You know, those who can't do, teach, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's how this it's set up. If you're doing, you can't be observing everybody and pooling information about how to do it because you're busy doing it. You're out in the field. Most things are just misunderstanding. Anger-wrapped misunderstandings. I'm so stressed out right now. We're in this very pivotal point in our lives and there's a lot in the air, kind of, maybe. I don't even know anymore. We're deciding who we want to be interwoven with and how interwoven we'd like to be and where we'd like to raise our kids and trying to gauge where our community that we're currently involved in is going and if we'd like to go there also or maybe take a break and go somewhere else or take a permanent break say F off CA I really just hope we federally recognize cannabis as a human right soon please so we can fight methamphetamines and free everybody that was locked up for it just fucking let them out I don't care (laughs) see what happens roll the dice I don't think it'll be that bad I think it'll be great All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to go. I'm getting winded. Can you hear this? It's because I'm doing laundry while I'm talking to you. You know, all the professionals say, no, it's because I was sick. And I don't take terrible, (laughs) I don't take terrible care of myself. I don't take 
terribly good care of myself either um, at the moment. I used to be better, but like, I don't know, I'm kind of in a junk food phase, which I gotta get out of. And I am working towards that. You can work with me or not. Don't let me tell you what to do. I made plenty of mistakes. I could mislead you. Investigate everything. All right, folks. Um, go listen to everybody else. Thank you for listening to Open Lines Radio. Open Lines Netcasts. And uh, I fucking love you. Keep doing what you're doing. Or don't. Who gives a fuck? When you told me you were leaving, I couldn't feel my mouth.